Good morning, everyone. Good morning, folks online. Um, we just had a special treat where we had my mom come up and share a story of uh, of um, working at the hospital and, and hearing a voice in her head relentlessly throughout the day telling her to go visit her mother in the nursing home who was uh, in the throes of Alzheimer's. And sure enough, she obeyed that voice and um, got to spend what she relayed was a beautiful day with her mother talking about memories past, learning about her mom, just having a really good day that was a gift to her as well. And um, the next day she dropped off and, and she passed away in a matter of two days. It was her last lucid day. And so I, I knew mom was going to share this, so I want to just teach a little bit about that. But I have something else. So I've got two two different sections on this, okay? And here's the thing. Sometimes um, people would feel like they have to be constrained and do three points in a sermon and all that stuff. I don't know enough to know whether that or not. I've got two main things I want to teach today. They don't have anything to do with each other, so let's do this. Last week, we talked about how Jesus himself says this. He's talking to a really good religious guy, Nicodemus, and he says, as the wind blows where you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going, so it is with those born of God, those following me. Now, that's a big thing. You should really zoom in on that and realize um, that it, I don't want to teach again on this, but um, as the wind blows, that there is a wind blowing underneath our lives every moment of every, every day. Some would liken it unto a stream as well, where you can turn your attention and be led and comforted and guided by Holy Spirit as the wind blows. So um, I have a few stories I could tell you this, this week about that. You know what? I'm going to do this. Okay, ready? When you become a follower of Christ Jesus, which is simply this, Lord, I'm done, I'm done going back and forth. Jesus, you are who you say you are, and you'll keep all your promises. That's faith. Whether I feel it today or not, you are who you say you are. You did with all those things, and you'll keep all your promises. Come into my life. That's faith. Well, here's what happens. Ready? This is Joe. Can you see Joe? He's just a stick figure. That's, uh, I know. That's what you pay me for. The good big bucks. Joe gets born from above. I didn't say it. Jesus did. And he says that Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. Wish I had colors. I don't. <laughs> Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. I have no idea. Here's the thing. I put it around his chest, okay? Do you get it? Can you see? So, God comes to live inside of you. Old Testament, God on the mountain. During the Gospels, God with us, Emmanuel. After that, God inside of us. Boy, he must love us to move closer and closer every moment, right? Despite what we do. Wow. But then you end up with this thing, right? You end up with Holy Spirit inside of you. Okay? I liken it unto a fire. And here's the thing. So Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The only issue we have here is this. And I want you to recognize this. Everything else is outside of us competing for what we hear. You will hear God's voice. On the inside, most likely. You will hear the enemy's voice and the voice of anxiety, doubt, all these other things on the outside. Do you understand that? And you know what they're both competing for? I don't know if you can see this. Your heart. What is your heart? That which you let settle and become part of who you are. Or, as the wind blows, your day. The other day I got up and it was a beautiful sunshiny day. And I was like, man, I haven't ridden my motorcycle in like a week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to, to come to the church and do work, trying to put this thing back together again. Um, yeah, I'm going to get in the bike and all that. And then I felt underneath really quietly, and I didn't hear it. 
I just felt very strongly, you need to take the truck today. I was like, I don't want to take the truck. How many times do you know Holy Spirit will say things you don't want to hear? I don't want to take the truck. I want to ride my motorcycle. That was how I felt. But I knew enough. Because I've been walking around the mountain so long that I was like, you know what, Father, there's something. This isn't my voice because I want to take the truck. I know. I want to take the bike. I knew enough to listen, right? Sure enough, I pull out a Taco Bell, my favorite restaurant. I don't even care. I don't even care. And uh, I go to, so somebody's about to turn a left into McDonald's. This was assertive driving, not aggressive driving. And I just go around him, looky, signal. Okay, I don't want to wait for you. Boom, guy pulls out a Monroe muffler. And, and I was like, I just knew it. I was like, there goes my, there goes my rear quarter panel. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know what happened, but he didn't smash me. He gave me a, um, a salute, if you will, in my rearview mirror. I gave him one back, but this is all I did. See, that's not bad, right? That's not bad. It's, but it shows I'm not to be flexed with. Like, I, I saw your salute. Here's mine. <laughs> he decided to simmer down. So then I realize I go to my rental property, which did get rented this week, by the way, if you're all keeping up. Yay. Thank you. It did. We lost a month, but that's fine because it's actually going to be a 70-year-old gentleman who wants to live there forever. Aww. Nice one, guys. You, you must love me. You care about my stuff. That's awesome. Thank you. No, but seriously. No animals, no nothing. Great, right? That's what you want to rent to. Uh, but my previous tenant had to- decided to cut the electricity off and didn't tell me. Sump pump water. So I had to go get a generator. Heavy as all get out. The way we put that thing in the truck. Jeez Louise. Strength of Samson to put that thing in. And I had to run back to my old place. And some, okay. Could I have done that on the motorcycle? Is there any way I could have possibly known? No. But Holy Spirit knew ahead of time. And just by t- on that walk, it was just on the walk to my garage where I was like, okay, Lord, what would you have me to do today? I'm not super spiritual. I don't think I've got this thing down. I'm good at teaching. That's why I'm here. Not because I'm good at that other stuff. But I just kind of fell. So I took the motorcycle jacket off and, okay, changed my whole day, didn't it? Got everything I needed to do done, and I got to maintain my peace and maybe God loves us that much, too, where he'll even tell us those little things. Anybody ever working on something, and you think to yourself, or this voice inside of you says, grab that wrench, and you're like, oh, but I don't need the wrench. And then you get there, and you need the wrench. Come on, anybody? Ed Sachs and I talk about that. It's sometimes it's that quote-unquote mundane. But let me tell you something about my kids, five and three. I care about every little thing they do. Daddy, come here. You want to see what surprised me in this book? You want to know something? I actually do. I do want to see what surprised you. Hold on, let me flip. Hold on, let me flip. Ten minutes later. Here, Daddy. When I look at it, I'm like, oh, that is surprising, buddy. I care about what you care about. And we sing a song here. It goes, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. If he's a good father, he does care. Maybe he didn't want me riding all the way in and going, oh, I got to get a sump pump now. Butterfly effect would tell me that that vehicle, I would have been in a different place in time, but you never know. In traffic, on a motorcycle, way more vulnerable. You don't know. I don't know. I don't need to know anymore. He's a good father. You got me. You watch my back father, and I'll listen. <laughs> okay. In, <laughs> from inside. The other stuff will be from the outside. And honestly, if we learn to yield to this every day, what did I say Like yes, uh, last week? It's like closing your eyes, facing the sun, and letting your feet come off the ground and be blown by that wind, which is Holy Spirit. Uh, whoa, that, okay, that was, <laughs> I got confused for a second. Close your eyes, everybody. 
I want to I'm gonna help you on this one. What's your phone number? Okay, close. Keep your eyes closed. Picture where your toothbrush is right now. All right, open your eyes. Sometimes it's that simple. Siri just. <laughs> um, <laughs> get away from me, demon! Did you hear? Her? Yeah, she starts talking in my pocket. Uh, my toothbrush is next to you. Ah! <laughs> Sometimes Holy Spirit is that gentle, though. Now, I don't know if you saw your phone number in, in numbers. I don't know if you heard your phone number. But it's sometimes that simple. Let's look in the, in the, in the Bible because, yeah, Kings. The Lord said to, so, to a dude who was really committed and who was in the game with him, go stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. First Kings 19.11. The Lord is about to pass by. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get near to you. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Time out. Some of you are waiting for huge things to hear from God. But the Lord was not in the wind. Next thing. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Some of you think he has to grab you and shake you. Or doesn't, it has to be big things for him to speak to you. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a, a gentle whisper. I think that's the only one we have, right? Holy Spirit is very often a gentle whisper. Has anybody ever experienced this in their lives? If you have not, you're not second class. You're just the same as anybody else, but I'm letting you know you can hear this. The best illustration I can come up with is this. We all have Wi-Fi nowadays. Something pumping out information constantly. But not everybody can use it because not everybody takes the time to connect to it, correct? When I go to the gym, I've got to do this stupid thing at SUNY Potsdam. Register, give me my email, connect. Some days I'm like, ah, just use my data. <laughs> I mean, it's not wise, money management or whatever, but when I take the time to connect, I will hear. I'm telling you right now, if you can muster up a little bit of faith, everyone that can hear my voice can hear the voice of God. And it's a still, small voice, a gentle whisper. Oh, man. Do I want to go off on that? No, I don't. Okay, fine. So, I want to talk about something completely different. I, w I know you all can hear the voice of God and be, and be blown where, where God would have you. Thank you for sharing that story, Mom. I appreciate that. So, let's switch gears. We're going to go to part two. Ready? Point number two. We've looked at wisdom and we've discovered that God is a certain, he set up certain systems of things that we, that, uh, that apply whether we do them or not. One of them is the sun, you know, we rotate around the sun for the most part. The, the, the sun actually has a bit of a wobble too. Did you know that? That they're thinking the sun actually has an orbit. You didn't know that? Okay. About six months ago, they discovered that uh, we might not be orbiting the sun at all. That everybody that taught you stuff lied to you. Because the sun wobbles and has its own orbit, which means we're, we might be, look it up, people, you're at your computer. I'm not just talking jive. Okay, that, if the sun has an orbit, that means we're orbiting a central spot in our universe. But science always said, could we still be learning? Hmm, maybe, maybe holding fast onto things other people tell us maybe isn't always the way. But anyway, okay, one of those things, another system is this, put a seed in the ground <clears throat> and you have a very serious chance that something's going to grow. And it's going to be the, of the make of which seed you put in. Watermelon seed will grow watermelon, not apple. Now, there's another one that as Christ followers, if we get this and start doing it, there's very few things in the, in the faith where, I got to be careful, that's a broad statement. 
There's very few things, in my opinion, that if we get them and actually start to do them, we're promised large results. I'm not that. I'm not that preacher. I'm not that pastor. But this, this is one of those things where I'm going to show this to you, and it's really going to challenge, I believe, some of our routines and what we do. Let's just hit the proverbs, man. Wisdom literature in the middle of the book. The tongue, the things you say, have the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I'm going to focus on the first part. Because, man, if we believe this, things will change in our lives. And I absolutely mean this. Proverbs, part of the Bible. In other words, God is saying, I gave your words the power of life and death. And some of us, and now James will go off. James, the brother of Christ, wrote an epistle. He'll talk about how we use it to hurt people, blah, blah, blah. Today, I'm simply going to focus on this. I believe this means this. You will reap what you speak. Okay? You will reap what you speak. There is a system in place that's as binding as the earth rotating the sun or that center point, and it's this. You have power in your words. Some of us have heard messages like this or this message, but I want you to hear this fresh for your challenge today. I promise you, God was big on this this week. All right? Let's look at some examples. Brian's going to show us the, one of the ultimate examples. And it comes right out of Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. At that time, the earth, I can't say time, sorry, because time wasn't there yet. You'll see. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. What's the deep? I don't know. And the Spirit of God. Whoa, Holy Spirit's there in Genesis 1. Capital S. There's your Holy Spirit. I wonder how the Jews deal with that. I wonder how the cults deal with that. Trying to omit Holy Spirit out of creation. Sorry, Walt. (laughs) And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said this, fiat lux in Greek. Let light be in Hebrew. And then we translated it to let there be light. No, he said let light be. God is the only one that can create something from nothing. Anything you've created, you've taken materials and combined them. Haven't you? Have you ever just, pow, fabricated something out of existence? No one has. Not even the angels, not even the devil. Can't create anything. He just takes it, perverts it, takes it, renames it, whatever. Right, Marie? That's cool, right? He actually said, let light be. And I say this all the time. Did he have to say it? Remember I Dream of Jeannie? Wouldn't she do this? Like, boing. We're old, right? We're old. Some people don't know that reference. What are some other things? Uh, I don't know. Point your thing or whatever, right? You snap fingers, that's a good one. Thanos, which means death, by the way. It was in the Greek. I'll touch on that. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Don't mind us. Right? Have to do something. Abracadabra or whatever. Did the ultimate, did creator, did the ultimate, right? Did he have to say it? No. So I exhibit to you that he said it as an example. Another one that we don't have today is this. Lazarus, come forth. Right? He's going to raise a dead man. He says, Lazarus, come forth. And I make this joke all the time. He said it, but why did he? I mean, he could have just made it happen. In fact, he did at one point. Not a raising of a dead. Mary Beth, you remember when someone says to him, hey, come quick, my servants, down. Was it the Roman centurion? I think it was. No. And he says, um, and he, he says, yeah, come. Or, yeah. He says, and Jesus says, I forget the exchange. He goes, I'm a man of authority. You don't have to come to my house. 
Because I get it. When I say to this soldier, go, he goes and come, he comes. And Jesus marveled at his faith and said, your servant's healed. And at that moment, his servant was healed. Jesus didn't have to be there and he didn't have to speak it. The healing happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why you look at the whole counsel of God. So Jesus, why did you say Lazarus come forth? And I believe this, because the power of life and death is in the tongue. And the joke I make is that everybody would have come. If he would have just said, come forth, every, everything that around that geographic area that had been death would have had life. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He had to specify, Lazarus, come forth. Good thing there weren't two Lazaruses in there. <laughs> Not you, down. Not you. You know what I mean? I don't know. This is how it is in my, in my mind. Um, guys, but if this is true, then man... We've got we've got some real responsibility in our lives in our situations that we're dealing with today Uh, The prayer list which she took We've got real stuff man, and I could go off and say this I could say this um The words you say yes, honestly the words you print the words you type the words you text have power and there's life and death in them Watch yourself. That's all i'm gonna say The power of life and death is on your facebook And your text messages But I won't do that today. Okay so let's do this. I, at one time, had given you a, th- uh, a list of thoughts to listen to and a list of, of, of scripture to say, but now I'm going to get into the new part of my message here that I, I know is for some people here. If, for example, we're worried about our physical health, instead of giving into that voice from the outside, do I need that? You, you remember the stick figure, right? You don't, <laughs> you don't need him anymore. So the other day I was at the gym and uh, shook hand with, hands with this dude. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And then I notice he's sick. And some of you all might know I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> Not like Howie Mandel style, where it's like, I don't shake hands. I'll fist bump. But anyway, um, I shook his hand, and then he's like, yeah, I've been really sick. I'm like, dude, lead with that. Ah! And I'm sitting there, and sure enough, not, not a few minutes later, it might have been hypochondria. I don't know. But sure enough, my nose got stuffy, and I started to feel like crap. <laughs> and I got sinus pressure right here. I swear to you, and I was like, oh, I'm going to hurt that guy. And I'm desperately thinking, like, where's the nearest hand sanitizer? (laughs) Like, how do I not have one strapped to my body? Um, But at that point, and this happens all the time, every time I start to think I'm getting sick or whatever, the stuff from the outside starts to come in, time out. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. I have a choice. Because there are certain things. Let's do Isaiah 54, please. Either what I'm going to show you and just showed you is true or not go home. That's it. God makes promises to his people. And he says this. No weapon forged. What does it mean to forge something? To create. No weapon created to hurt you against you will prevail, will prosper. And you'll actually refute every tongue that accuses you. That's a big deal. This is the, ready? Heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. Did you just read that, dude? Because it has nothing to do with you, does it? You are just told that every weapon formed at any time to steal, kill, or destroy you in Christ will not prosper, will not prevail. What does it mean to prevail? Two boxers go in a ring, one prevails, right? No weapon formed against you to take you, your body, your mind, your spirit, whatever, your family, forged against you will, pre- will, will prevail. Let's skip the next part because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from them and how much they believe. 
from, from their good behavior, from their denomination. No, from God. So once again, you are the happy recipient of a, a heritage of God. Has anyone ever, no, don't raise your hands or anything, but I did not receive like an inheritance, let's say, but I know what it is. An inheritance is something that has nothing to do with you. In fact, you didn't choose to be born into that family, so it literally has nothing to do with you. The person who came before you worked, loved, and blesses you. Oh, golly, no. I'm not going to take that. That doesn't happen in those courtrooms, does it? And you're sitting there with the lawyer, and, you, and, and they read it off, and the heritage gets read. It just is, isn't it? It's bequeathed. You still got to go cash the check, kids. You get one, picking up what I'm putting down? The heritage of the Lord is this. Y'all aren't believing me. I've got all day. No weapon forged against you. How about this if you can't get it? Your daughter. No, you you can't get it for you. How about your kids? No weapon formed against Alex will prevail. I can get behind that. Okay, Father, I'm interested. I'm listening. Because this is the inheritance I leave, the, the ones who serve me and love me, and it's their vindication from me. Vindication for what? Don't you think God's tired of watching his kids get bullied by the enemy? Y'all never, never thought about that? Don't you think he's tired of watching us get picked on? Here, boom, here's a shield for you. My word and my truth is your shield. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to throw this mic because it's all coming together right in front of you. Please receive this, would you please? Good. You have this. I just care enough that I want you to. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you know what I said after I shook Sicky sick faces hand? <laughs> Out loud, I walked over and I overlooked the uh, lacrosse field or whatever that thing is, and I said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I didn't, I didn't get sick. But if I could only tell you the hundreds of times I've done that, Melanie will tell you, if I start to feel from the outside or even in my thoughts that something come against me shall prosper, I refute it. There's other things I'm going to show you too. I could tell you about the metacarpal bossing I had here where I went to the actual ortho and he says, we're going to have to take like a Dremel saw and shave down because the metacarpal bossed and that bossing won't go away. Just live with it if you can, he says. Of course, I was like, see, that's why men shouldn't go to doctors. Hello? Because now... (laughs) You get what I'm saying. <laughs> I was right to do nothing. It's a joke, guys. Go to the doctor. But I saw the doctor about two months later after Alex had broken his arm. And he goes, you look familiar. I didn't bring it up. He said, you look familiar. And I said, yeah, look, hey, metacarpal bossing. And he looks and goes, so uh, what can I do? Because either he misdiagnosed me, get it? Because he looked and there's no bossing in the metacarpal and it doesn't go away. I've got the x-rays to prove it, by the way. But he looked at me, so uh, what do we do for your little boy? <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to yell at you, bro. Like, I'm just telling you, it's not there anymore. Your words have the power of life and death, man. I don't know. I'm just the messenger at this point. We've showed you a few examples, and I've showed you where it comes from. That's not about you. It's not about you. Every day I say that over my kids. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Let's do this. Let's do, th- what's the next slide? It's Isaiah, f- what? Oh, Really? Okay, let's do that. (laughs) Surprise me. Okay, ready? All right, all right, all right. Here's a good one. You'll go with the whole whole counsel of God. You don't just take one scripture. So I've shown you in the Old Testament. Is there anywhere in the New Testament that would recognize this, where Jesus himself said it? Good question. Here's Mark. We're going to go one piece at a time. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Do you believe this, people? That believing in Christ Jesus is the requisite to, to living with him. Okay, so you believe in part one. Let's look at part two. By the way, absolutely true. 
And these signs will accompany those who do believe. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. Nope. Can we kind of get behind that? Because we believe the first part, the sentence isn't over. And believers will do this. Can you see where he's telling the truth and you can put your faith there? Okay, I'm losing some of you, but yes. Next one. They'll pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They'll place their hands on sick people and they'll get well. I probably got about 2% of you left. That was one sentence. It was one sentence. And who said you have the right to pick and choose what to believe when Jesus talks? Who said that? Now, some Looney Tunes will pick up snakes and try to, hey, bite me. Let's not do that. Let's go back and do all three again. Start right from the first one. We're going to get this today. Whoever believes in his baptized will be saved. Baptism is not a prerequisite, but he's, you know, that's another study. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. If we don't believe in Christ Jesus, your, your condemnation is already upon you. Yes, Father. There's a period. Next. So Mark 16, 16. Next one. And, and, and. See, we tied it together. That's bad grammar even. You know that? And these signs will accompany those who believe. You won't just believe with a seal. There'll be something there. Sign. Sign. What does a sign do? It tells you about something. It leads you. It guides you. These signs will accompany those who believe. They'll have power over demons. Guys, leave the exorcist behind. Sometimes things like, now listen, not always, and there's such things as brain chemistry, but sometimes depression, victim mentality, other things like that are actual messengers to torment you. You don't have to believe me. It happens in that office all the time. And there's no crazy supernatural things that happen. Agreements get broken about who you are. Those are some of the most powerful demons, the one that tell you liar, loser. Get it? We have power over them. Yes, we do. Same sentence almost, right? There's two. And they will speak in new tongues. If you've never done that, do your research and go. Bigger, better churches have split over that, I'll tell you what. But Jesus just said it. Next one. I don't fully understand it, but I know it's true. And they'll pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it won't hurt them at all. They'll place their hands on sick people and they'll get well. We can't pick one of the three, two of the three. You can't do it. Don't wait for me to tell you what to do with this, by the way. But I am going to clarify this a little bit. I want to show you what I actually just showed you. I'm going to show you the words are way, it's way better than even this. The word drink in Greek is pino, like pino grigio or pino noir, which means to drink or to consume. And although this word usually refers to drinking, it can be a picture of a person who is consuming something, such as meat or other kind of food. The word deadly is from the Greek thanasimos, um, the word derivative of thanatos, thanos, uh, which is a Greek word for death. That's cool. However, the word here in Mark 16, 18 describes something that is deadly or fatal. The word any is the small word T, which means anything. So ready? And if they consume anything that would normally be fatal is the translation into English. But Jesus continued by saying this, the fatal substance shall not hurt them. The word hurt is blapto. It means weaken, disable, hurt, harm, or injure. So if you were to read this in English and go word by word, it would say this. It would say this. If they consume anything that would normally be fatal or anything that would usually make a person sick or harm them, it will have no effect upon them. Do you want to go back through all three? Because that's what was said. And if that doesn't challenge you, you're not listening. And I'm not condemning anybody, but I'm saying this. This is the inheritance of the Lord. Bruce and I have been talking about the faith to heal. And, and something like one of the conceptions is, you know, uh, before a healing, there'll be faith granted. I don't necessarily agree with that per se in every, in every instance. 
What I believe instead is this. Speaking life is a job for the Christ follower. All right, fine. Let me back off for a second so you can get this. I know you're struggling right now. Things are going to turn around for you. Isn't that a nice thing to say to a coworker? Speaking life. You just prophesied. Anytime you say something's going to happen, you're acting like a prophet, aren't you? It's going to rain tomorrow. Predicting that, are we? This marriage is going to turn around and be better than before. You wouldn't say things like this. My son's going to get, I don't even want to say it out loud. Bad things are going to happen to Pee Wee Herman. I don't know. Someone I don't really care about. Dating myself again. You wouldn't say that, would you? You wouldn't. Because you're prophesying something in the negative. And you know somewhere deep down your words have power. You're so smart, Alex. You can do anything God had, would have you to do. Would you say the opposite to your daughter back there in the back? You're never going to be able to, you're never going to amount to a, you don't prophecy like that. You speak life, correct? In our situations, we have to under this, understand this power. Final, final thought is this. We speak into our situation when we don't feel it. Lots of us will wait to say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I feel like I've got the faith to say it. And I want to tell you something. That's a little bit backward in the same way that feelings follow commitment, not commitment follows feelings. You don't, okay. No. Okay. I don't know if I can. <laughs> okay. A lot of us feel like we will speak faith when we feel faith. We'll speak these things out when we feel it in the same way it's, but that's backward in the same way that feelings follow commitment, not commitment follows feelings. In other words, I'll commit to you when I feel it, when I feel love. No, love is the product of commitment. Faith is the product of speaking the word of God. Next slide, please. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, not just from other people. So you speak it out when you don't feel it in order to then feel it. So, right? Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So when I say no weapon formed against me shall prosper, or I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, or then, you know, if God be for us, then who could stand against us? If I say these things, I'm speaking the word of God out. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. The feelings will be there. You don't just say I will be made well when you're almost well. You say it when you don't feel it in order that your body will get in line. Yes, you get it. Come on. That's good. That's good. That's good. God is saying this today because we are not helpless victims. We are not. We will not be that church either. How you doing, brother? All right. Still struggling with the same stuff 10 years. Can't seem to get ahead. Do you know there's a scripture that says this? God will not see his children going hungry in the marketplace. That's interesting, AJ. I didn't make it up. I don't. I'm just telling you. But I don't feel. Shh, there's your problem. Don't speak what you. Don't speak. Give voice, life and death to what you feel. Speak truth and your feelings will change. Oh, this is good. I can tell it's good because we're all like, Ugh. and I tell you, you know, I think we're going to shut it down for today. I woke up this morning. I have an injury from, uh, well, about seven years ago, I tore a tendon that runs under my foot or on the side. It laps like this. I was holding a box of paper. I was the only dude at HSBC, so I got to do all the labor, which is fine. Male privilege, you know. <laughs> and uh, I turned really quickly. Someone was long-winded. I rested. And I turned really quickly, and I heard noises. And that tendon that wraps around your foot on the right side just went off like a rubber band. And I could not walk. 
And so I went to the ortho. I don't know. Maybe it was an ortho. But anyway, he was like, he did all this stuff. And um, he's like, yeah, that's a problem. You would have been way better off breaking your foot, honestly. Like, this is going to stink for you for a long time, he said. I was like, uh, I don't receive that. But anyway, <laughs> what a power of life and death. But anyway, so I got this foot brace. And I was telling Donna about it. Blue to blue, yellow, red. You ever mess with one of those and they're legit and they just immobilize your foot? Walt's like, no, tell me more about immobilizing my foot. (laughs) Well, I woke up this morning and I went to head to the bathroom and I stepped on it and it was as though I had heard it yesterday. (sighs) You ever hurt so bad you start sweating? (laughs) Like, ah, your body reacts by secreting. Okay. Now, I have two choices. No, this is true. And I'll report back. I don't know. After hearing all that and seeing all this, I have two choices. I can sit there and say, Marie, this is an injury. This isn't a, this is trying to form to get, this injury is formed against me, right? Trying to take me down, steal, kill, and destroy. So I have two choices. Say nothing and just let whatever happens happen. The other choice is, no, I got three choices. I can speak negativity. Why do bad things always happen to me? such a victim Marie I'm not gonna be able to play football today with Bry that's gonna happen either way (laughs) wheelchair ball and I'm kidding I'm kidding I don't need to say that or the third thing is this I consistently speak these out in faith and I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know but you know what oh okay yeah speak and seek there she goes yeah she said I can do both speak and seek go figure out what God says about AJ's body being the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right? And I can start speaking that out. Look, I've already decided it's a habit of mine to speak the word of life over my children and over us. And you won't see my kids sick. I didn't just say it. They're five years old. Alex has been to the hospital one time. He fell and broke his arm. <laughs> Babe, am I, am I lying? Kids don't get sick. I'm not good on me. I'm going to get everything that God laid up for us and I'm going to give it to my kids. Remember when I told you Alex was talking to himself in the back seat and said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You remember that? Huh. Would you want your kids growing up knowing that? I'm the head and not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror. Is that what we want for our kids and grandkids? You're darn right. But you know, it's there for you too. So take it today. I don't know. And don't feel condemned if this is unnatural or like, oh, I forgot. Uh, There are days I forget too. There are two things I do every day. I speak that over my family and I ask God for wisdom, which he gives without reproach. Every day, religiously, I do those things. Good habits or bad habits, I wonder. Hmm. We're going to sing a song. Thanks for joining us today. Stick around because I fixed the audio. And uh, we're going to talk about one thing remains. Because this, uh, uh, honestly, this, this inheritance that we have from God starts right here. He loves us. He doesn't want to see us get bullied around by cancer. And things like that. I didn't say it. He did. Now you take it and you use what he gave you and say and, and speak the word of God. And there are days when you're going to feel low, like Bruce even said. You, that's when you say it four, 45 times. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror. Right? You shall drink deadly poison. It will by no means harm them. Your body's trying to poison you if you've got cancer. It's cells that just decided to divide in a mutated way that they're not supposed to. It's formed against you to take you down. God just said it won't win. Do you receive it today? Two boxers in a ring, man. One's walking out. The weapon you have is your mouth and the word that God gave you. All throughout scripture, it's a sword. 
So take the sword and start swinging it around at that thing that's trying to kill you and your family. I'm done. I hope you receive it. I love y'all. Let's sing. Let's do it. trial and the change one thing remains let's sing that again higher than the mountains that I face is stronger than the power of the grave constant in the trial and the
receive it today, Father God, that you've given us these things because of who you are and because of your unending love and amazing grace. You're higher than the mountains that we face. Your power in us is stronger than the power of the grave. And anything that is designed to take us down, you, the chosen, the bearers of your light, is not allowed to prosper, Father. Help us to yield the weapons you've given us. Help us to stand tall against the fiery darts of the evil one, Lord God. Understanding that your word is a sword that cuts through all things. Help us to get into the habit, to be disciplined in this, Father God. Very little, very few things are about our effort, but this one you seem to have given us the responsibility. Speak life, speak life, speak life, speak life. Choose it, speak life. Help us to do that, Father, not just this week, but every day the rest of our lives and into eternity, Father, to magnify, glorify your holy word by speaking it with our mouths. And we know that that changes the world around us and it changes us. We thank you, Father, for what you've done for us. Holy Spirit, we can't do this without you. We'll forget. We'll doubt. And we'll just move forward. But we ask, Holy Spirit, we give you permission. Help us to do this. We love you, Father God. We trust you and worship you. And we hand ourselves anew and afresh. We hand ourselves to you because you care for us. We love you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We live, love, and worship. With great expectation, we exist. Have a good week.